sanatoriums, especially now in their run-down, dilapidated states. They're usually always hotbeds for paranormal activity. Patients and staff alike bore witness to some of the most gruesome experiments, and they had to live in filth, all with the promise of help and a better life to come. So what makes one of these sanatoriums that are so synonymous with horror the worst of the worst? Join us on a trip down the dark halls of St. Albans Sanatorium on today's episode of What's Your Theory? Scary. Scary. Very fitting. As today is the first day of fall. It is, isn't it? Yeah. The official start of spooky season. And did you remember yesterday? Do you remember? <laughs> 20, uh, September. Yeah, I, I do. How many people yesterday? I was like, you remember? No, like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah, I sent that um, early on in the day in the group chat, and then one of my friends went, um, it's not night yet, you moron. And I was like, I deleted it and went, fine, you do it. Oh, well. <laughs> and he didn't do it. Nobody, so. nobody wants to have fun anymore. So, Zach, um, thank you for ruining my day. And the names. Call not even call do it. people out. I am. Good. I want you to. Um, that's just the curtain moving and not a person standing outside the window. I hope it's not. Uh, yeah. First day of fall. Can't really feel it in the air. It's hot as hell. <laughs> It's supposed to cool down tonight, though. It'll be in the 40s tonight. Yeah, well, you, you got to work pretty early. Yeah. It's going to be in low 40s. So bring a jacket. Yeah, I'll wear a jacket to work in the morning. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be crazy. I'm excited for that, though. I uh, I love the fall. I love all... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I love all um, holidays in the fall time, pretty much. Yeah. Because uh, there's always usually really good food at two out of three of them. Yeah. Uh, I don't really do anything for Halloween. I'd like you to decorate. Got to do the haunt, man. I, I, yeah, I need to go. I think I've got people at work convinced to come up to the haunt. It starts next week. I mean, anyone who who's listening, September 29th, I think, is next Friday. Or Hold on mental math it's a week from now it'd be another thursday oh the 30th is on friday that's the opening day of the wise fairgrounds haunt or well opening night you know that friday and saturday and then every weekend and then on halloween weekend we're doing the 28th 29th 30th and 31st so if you're in the area go down we're gonna have um a special guest from the haunt to to give us some interviews and give us some spooky ghost tales spooky spooky soon what is um let everyone know what's the theme again i saw the posters the theme is oh god i can't remember the exact it's toxic 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 terror toxic that's the that's the theme so the gist is that uh the government has been doing some weird experiments and they've been burying toxic sludge in the wise fairgrounds and different coal mines and such and we are the result (laughs) us us no uh no i love that especially it's um it's fit on brand with especially for this show like all of our talk of these um 
the government doing shady shit up in the mountains of West Virginia. Yeah. I don't think the government has a hand in Kentucky. I think they got it under control themselves, <laughs> but yeah, that he's doing its own thing. The toxic sludge is afraid of Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that, yeah, I saw, I saw the little signs up and everything and didn't realize dates just creep up on me anymore. Like I'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah that, no, right. I still got probably like weeks until that. And they'd be like, Oh, so that's tomorrow. Remember? Yeah. I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> Which, yeah. It's, it's getting to be an exciting time of the year. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of cool um, ads for some new horror films, maybe some scary shows. Maybe, I don't think I've seen any like scary TV shows. No, it's unfortunate. Hey, I still need to watch um, Midnight Mass. Is I do too. The, yeah, yeah, Midnight Mass. Uh, Mike Flanagan. He's doing it. Game. Yeah, he's doing it. One of, my, one of my favorite horror directors, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. I know he's a little bit newer, but, like, man knows how to, to make it look pretty. It yeah, looks, how to hide stuff. How to hide stuff. Yeah, I, I always like watching his things. Have you seen uh, Hush? It's not a yes. bad movie. Yes. Is that good. him? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, crap, I can't. I don't know her name off the top of my head, but it's the girl in Hush. <laughs> and it's the girl that plays um, in Hill House. Older version the girl who can't touch things. Theo. Theo. Her and Mike Flanagan married in real life. Wow. That's yeah. cool. I didn't know that. Because I, I looked it up one day because I was like, man, she's she's his De Niro. You know what I mean? Like, she's yeah. everything this guy does. She's a fantastic actor for the horror genre. She's just very good in general. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I come to learn that her and Mike are hitched. Yeah. Really I, I love The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, that I, I I would like to make it a pilgrimage to watch Hill House every Halloween. Yeah, around every Halloween. The 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 people who play the older version of the mom so and dad, I like they they make me feel warm and happy every time they're on screen, even though they're like, well, the mom's like going crazy. That's the mom from Spy Kids. It is. And. Get this. I would have never known this had I not read it. Mm -hmm. The guy that plays the younger version of the dad. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the younger. I meant the younger version of the parents. <laughs> well, it's because I was also going to say oldest, too, because it makes no sense to me. The, the guy that plays the younger version of um, the dad is the little boy. Is Elliot from E.T. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, because here's the thing. I think the dude looks a little weird. Mm -hmm. I, I, he's great in Hill House. He's got too much of a jaw thing going on. I don't know. Yeah. This is very square. And I was like, who is this guy? And I looked it up, and like one of his very first like roles is Elliot in E.T. And he was like a little he, kid in that movie. He looks like one of the, the um, you know, Monster House, like that animation style. He's he got like the like perfect. Like Monster House person. Like, yeah. <laughs> Which is another fantastic movie. I love Monster House. Um, but yeah, if you haven't watched Hill House, Give it a give it a watch. Give it a watch. It's very very good. Right up our alley kind of thing. And if uh, if you want to see some spooky advertisements, uh, just go to the UVA Wise page. We mm -hmm. we got some of our work made it onto mm -hmm. the UVA Wise page. I don't know if you'd saw that. I, I didn't I, even get uh, the chance to tell you. The uh, the group chat, the frat chat, mm. popped off. And said, uh, "Who are, who are these guys?" You know, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. the. Um, 
the head of the like video part of the marketing department was like, hey, did you guys make this video? I was like, yeah. And they asked when they could use it. So I was like, That's awesome. shoot, go ahead. Thank you to those people who made that happen. Mm -hmm. It's always good to see um, our names on something from the college yeah. as an advertisement from the college. So yeah, that's that was really cool. It surprised me though. Uh, I wasn't expecting it. My buddy Ben sent over a screenshot and said, who are these guys? <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. That's uh, us. Yeah, I was like, that might be me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, uh, yeah, that, that that's really awesome to see that. I'll, I'll try to make a good segue here into scary shows and ask you, have you ever seen American Horror Story Season 2, Asylum. I haven't. Ruined the segue. <laughs> it, you didn't ruin the segue because, as you can imagine, uh, it's, it's just really easy to do something really scary in an asylum. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of like horror 101 is to, if you've got everything but location, just put it in an asylum <laughs> and it's already like 10 times scarier. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of what goes on in that season of American Horror Story is either loosely based or like very much based on the happenings at St. Albans Sanatorium. Really? Apparently. Uh, I couldn't find much like hardcore like grounded evidence surrounding that, but I did find a lot of like quotes saying apparently – and then what yeah. I just said. So, like, enough of those. I, it might have a little bit of truth yeah. behind it. Um, That's interesting. It's very interesting. Because a, a, I'll, I'll give, like, a, a brief little overview. Then I'll go over a story. Um, a lot of the of this, like, advanced, like, electroshock therapy okay. and hydrotherapy and stuff had a huge precedence in St. Albans and... Another claim is that they are one of the pioneers who who started like the the hydrotherapy sessions and the electroshock stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I might believe that they had a hand in helping start hydrotherapy because you don't really hear about that much. So I feel like yeah. it was maybe a later addition to their list of tortures. I don't even think I know what that is. I'll, I'll tell you about it here water, in a bit. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's uh, I'll 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 tell you what it is later, and gotcha. then it, it's it, it just sounds horrible. But you know, they have like the electroshock stuff. But you know that 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 yeah. pretty much happened everywhere. But yeah, uh, a lot of things led into to St. Albans being uh, where where it stood, and I'll I'll, I'll get into that. But uh, I can't remember if I don't want to repeat myself or say something and then repeat myself in this. But uh, if you're from the area, St. Albans is located up by Radford. The college up in Radford. Um, I think it still stands on. It's more close to King College up that way. But I think Radford okay. kind of has a claim in it too. But uh, yeah, it, it's up there. Uh, and if you're ready, I'll I'll get into a little bit of the history here. I think uh, before we just get into that story, we're just going to take a quick sponsored break. Spooky sponsor. And we're back. And we're back. All right, we're going to get into St. Albans here. And uh, to give you to give you a little bit of a an, an introduction to the story, something that we talk about on this show a lot: curses, curse, oh. cursed land. Something about the land uh, 
causing you know whatever sort of phenomenon or energy yeah. to to manifest itself in a building or something like that well the land that saint albans is built on is cursed if i've ever seen okay. if i've ever heard of cursed land uh and i'll saying that i'll jump right into it so uh saint albans sad and gruesome history actually came long before its walls were even built as colonists began to take more and more land throughout the 1700s history shows us that more often than not some type of conflict is bound to occur especially over land the land where the sanatorium sits now is located near the new river watershed uh, by radford which would allow for a much greater ease of life to whoever really lived there or near the, you know it, it's just a very i assume like the water's very fresh land's very fertile yeah. uh a lot of like game to capture a lot of land to build stuff on yeah. so it's just you know everyone really wanted to be on or around this land and uh since for whatever reason the first answer is to always shoot first and ask later colonists began to conflict with surrounding native american tribes surprise surprise who had been utilizing the watershed's convenience for years ostensibly because you know it's theirs, it's theirs. <laughs> uh, there. yeah 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 so after you know a period of run-ins and, and high high tension thanks to things came to a pretty dramatic head in the summer of 1755 um was, i believe it's july of 1755 uh when a little a small colony by the name of draper's meadow was attacked and looted by a group of the shawnee at least five colonists were killed and the rest were taken hostage actually and to make matters even more gruesome, uh, so that in and of itself is like that—that's not good juju to yeah. be building up on this land. Is constantly fighting over this land. Uh, the attack, way worse than you know the general <laughs> conflicts. That's bad. But to make yeah. this attack even worse, um, it is also told that colonists. Uh, there was a certain colonist named Philip Barger, uh, who had his head removed from his body where it was then put into a bag, a sack, whatever, and uh, delivered to a hostage. Um, never could find her first name. All I could find is that she's known by Mrs. Lybrook. Um, but Phillip's head in the bag was, was given to her as she was told that inside she would find an old friend. Mm. Lovely. Yes. Uh, so, like, it, it, it was a whole, whole big matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all, all of these hostages were held for pretty much a, some sort of ransom uh, in a Shawnee town about a thousand miles away. So they they cut through, I think cut through parts of West Virginia into Ohio is a thousand mile journey back to this uh, mm -hmm. tribe town where they, they took these hostages. And I'm assuming many of them probably died along the way. Yeah. Um, and among some of these hostages was a woman by the name of Mary Draper Ingalls. Um, by this point, Mary has witnessed the the death of her mother and her sister's in law ba and her sister in law's baby. Um, the mother was, I think, maybe just shot and scalped. Damn. Um, it's about yeah. I I don't know if this happened at the town that was a thousand miles away, or if it happened yeah. at Draper's Meadow, or if it happened along the journey. Yeah. But regardless, it happened, and it's really freaking awful it's terrible it's very very terrible and here i was i had a joke about mary ingles i know i know i i also i had them 
But okay, regardless, uh, Mary Draper Ingalls has witnessed horrible, 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 gruesome tragedies. However, miraculously, uh, Mary is able to successfully escape the town and her captivity along with another woman. She was a German colonist. And together, they both made a 43-day, 1,000-mile journey back to Draper's Meadow. Wow. Yeah. Just the two of them? Just the two of them. That's insane. It is absolutely insane. Uh, it wasn't easy, as you can probably guess. Uh, some reports claim that Mary herself had to abandon her own child in order to escape. Dang. I don't know if that means that she had to to leave her child at the at the town she escaped from mm-hmm. in, uh, in fear that the baby might cry, she might get caught, or if she had to do that along the way. Uh, while other reports claim uh, that the, the old Dutch woman, as she's called in a lot of these articles, the old German woman with her, uh, tried to eat her twice during that journey. <laughs> I mean, I, I assume they were probably hungry yeah. uh, for most of, if not that whole trip. Um, <laughs> But they were they were actually able to make it back, um, and these conflicts obviously riddled the land with pain, blood, and grief, and marked the starting point for tragedy among St. Albans and its surrounding grounds. Um, the site was also used during the Civil War. I think they shot they shot cannons from the ridge where the Senate the Senatorium by at that point in the Civil War hadn't been built yet, but on the like the the precipice I guess the hill where the building it stands yeah. now it was it was like an armament they shot cannons off of there and were hitting forts yeah. down dang they were hitting confederate forts i believe so hell yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. but that 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 i'm sure is is more tragedy because like yeah. i'm sure um um soldiers died on the ground yeah, and it's everything never fun to celebrate yeah. death but uh, surprisingly, the the Civil War stuff was what I could find the least about, other than the mm. fact that there was, I don't know if even battles were there, but there was yeah. fighting there in some regard. Just to insert, uh, I don't know if the dog can be heard. I apologize. It's a hellhound outside. Yeah. Now we get into like the the the, the what I think is like because I mean yeah. that stuff. That stuff to me is not creepy. That stuff is gruesome and horrible. Yeah. Just life back then. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like even gruesome for back then, but like then if somebody were like, yeah, we got into a fight and people did terrible things, people were like, yeah, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. That's just crazy. But cut to about 137 years later in 1892, uh, the building known as St. Albans was constructed albeit not as a sanatorium at first, um, George W. Miles built a Lutheran boys' school there. Okay. Uh, He envisioned a school that would produce what he called, quote, future Southern gentlemen. Uh, Yeah, it was kind of what I assume a boarding school is in the South, which just makes me want to vomit. That sounds horrible. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he, He had good intentions but remember what we say about cursed lands yeah. uh so he miles demanded excellence pretty much from all of his students in each and every way imaginable um he wanted them to be the best of the best in their studies 
and he wanted them to be the best of the best in athletics. And um, ultimately, that led to pretty much extreme methods to adhere to these high expectations. And uh, it was even quoted as being described as, quote, a rough and competitive school where bullying was not only condoned, it was encouraged. All right. Uh, yeah, so it had this air about it of you have to be the best, and if you're not, we're going to pick on you and poke and prod you until you become the best. And uh, that's just not a very healthy way yeah. to do things, especially in an all-boys school and any school in general. I don't think that that probably had the effect that they wanted it to. Well, that excellence manifested itself onto the sports field. They actually had a pretty decent sports team and were led okay. to many football uh, championships. But that just rigorous competitiveness that yeah. they instilled in these kids' brains um, led to numerous homicides and suicides on the campus. Yeah. They they were really driving these kids hard enough to where they were killing each other and themselves. It's horrible to think about because I mean you, you send your kid off to school to to learn and yeah, to be become an to adult, become a future Southern gentleman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, how old were the? It was it was like kind of like how a Lehigh is set up now. I assume it started out as, at like a lower seventh eighth grade and went mm -hmm. up to. You know, like your seniors, 12th grade stuff. It wasn't a college, but it mm -hmm. wasn't a, a, a little boy's school. It's like an older gotcha. high school, yeah, which is probably even worse to think about because. Yeah. But we got a good football team. Good football team. They just killed 12 people, but. Before the game. That's why <laughs> there's, that's why half the team's gone. Yeah. But George Miles died in um, 1903, and eight years after that, the school shut down with him enrollment kind of dropped after yeah <laughs> enrollment kind of dropped after he passed and i guess it just kind of got lower and lower until they just finally shut it down i don't know how you send your kid back to school and it's like in the summer it's like yeah we uh held down this kid and just beat him <laughs> he um he was three seconds slow on his miles so he went three days without food and water yeah it's what we had to do you know that's insane to think about because i mean not to this extent obviously but i feel like kids were hella competitive when i was in high school so i can't imagine like if the rules were there are no rules yeah it makes you wonder like the only rule is be the best <laughs> golly that's just i i i oh, that that's a fun topic to talk about because it's not like horror themed or anything yeah. but like there's that tiger woods quote where he, he's like he's joined a tournament and he's talking about oh yeah so when i win the tournament and the dude's like what do you mean when you you're young like what, yeah. what do you mean when you you know there are old you know pros playing in this you, you've just started and he's like well it, it's a tournament why yeah. would i join the tournament if i didn't plan to win yeah uh i think like tiger woods dad said that second place is just f the first last place yeah and i'm I like that to an extent that mentality is really cool to me to like have but i'm a very competitive person but like some people just don't like they don't understand like being competitive and like being obsessive yeah is like are two completely different things yeah i i've never never really considered myself like super super competitive 
I am competitive to a, to a degree, but mm-hmm. I usually don't. I'm competitive in certain things, like sports. I'm competitive. I, I mean, you're supposed to be, but right, like, right, right. I'm like, but I'm like with myself. Like I'm pushing myself. I'm not like I'm better than you. I'm like I need to be better yeah. as an athlete yeah. at you know in whatever I'm doing, and that's. I think a very healthy way to look at it, like yeah. competitiveness with yourself. Yeah, I um, my buddy John. I think, without a shadow of a doubt, that he would love the game Skyrim. Mm-hmm. He's never played Skyrim, but he he can't play, uh, single player like narrative games like that because he he loves the competitive aspect of gaming, and like yeah. I I do too to a, so to a, I, to, yeah. a, to to an extent, but like he also couldn't play, Elden Ring. Because oh. you're you're fighting against he he he, John likes shitting on people pretty much. He he likes knowing that who he just destroyed in this game is yeah. some kid sitting in front of their screen like <laughs> mad at the world that John just killed him. And like yeah. that, I can get behind because that's got a little bit of fun to it. But you need to tell him that Elden Ring has PvP. <laughs> I will tell him that because I did not like, know that. It's pretty like competitive. <laughs> I'll I'll tell him that because uh. I mean, and, and John's pretty good at, mo- at, you know, most of the games he plays, he's pretty good at. So, like, yeah. I- anything like that that he can be competitive with, I think. It, but, like, I, I don't I don't have that in me. I, yeah. I Like, I I like to to play um, single-player narratives to, to break up the monotony. And honestly, half the time, I don't even like playing online stuff anymore because, like, if I, if I work my butt off at work and I'm <laughs> really tired and, like, say we've got something going on and we work our butts off and we're really tired... And I, I'm off the next day, so I want to go home and like unwind with some game. And the moment I log on, I'm just getting like I don't even <laughs> have a chance to play the game because yeah. I'm just getting destroyed every second. And that could be a testament to my skill because I'm not very good at many games. But at the same time, I feel like these 12 year olds are getting too good at these video yeah. games, and that sucks. I fell into like the CS:GO trap of like only playing competitive, mm-hmm. and like talk about like tearing apart friend groups i'm oh sure God. i'm sure i mean there there were times where we would be like yelling like we would be legitimately mad at each other and then like the next day we'd be like we're idiots why did we do that well see why that's why we like let ourselves get this into a screen <laughs> like i want to play i want to play multiplayer games with my buddies so bad but i'm just i can't bring myself to queue up with them knowing that I'm going to yeah. be the one being carried, that I'm the, sh- the shittiest person on the team. I don't like that. That doesn't do good for my mental health because, like, it feels like they're playing with me for pity. Yeah. Like, uh, Jared will die, but we can probably win without him. I don't want that no. to be – I want it to be like, yes, we're going to win together. No, that's kind of how we, like – CSGO forged like the our brains to be like oh yeah this is the bad way to do it if we just like enjoy ourselves and play as friends it then the the game becomes fun again and we're not like why did you do this it's like haha he died (laughs) it's all right and and I which I've I've told you my like I I get I play a game religiously until the moment I probably need to start playing it and then I fall (laughs) off because like the best game like that that I can think of that I was pretty decent at was uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Mm. But I stopped playing it right before they started adding new maps and new operators. And so I've never, I haven't played it since. And I don't feel like playing catch up. Yeah. I'd love to because I love that game. It was very, very fun. But I, I can't, I can't play catch up. I, I don't know. That's just, that's, there's my video game rant. Yeah, I suck I at video games, but I wish I didn't suck so at play with my friends. <laughs> I, I I did just get a flashback to playing CS:GO and like we were, 
this close to like ranking up or something and then like we had like the worst game imaginable and like we didn't talk to each other there were like four of us we did not talk to each other for three days after that they'll do that it though took, it took us a while before we were like <laughs> all right i'm sorry i was being dumb <laughs> these are pixels yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i i get it though it's but even now sometimes i'm like but you were being an idiot though like, it's like yeah it is just a game but you can still be an idiot in cards you know what i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh geez that that could be a whole episode of just gripes with video games yeah. <laughs> but yeah regardless um george miles leaves the leaves this earth and the school pretty much does too uh, the building's next owner is Dr. John C. King. So I get it probably is more closer. It's in Rat. It's in Radford, but I guess it probably is closer to King College okay. than actual Radford College. I didn't put that together until uh, before we started recording. I, I was telling Will that uh, I think part of it is in King College, part of it's on Radford campus. But if the dude that literally founded its last name is King, it's probably near yeah, more near King College. King College. Uh, he would then try to fulfill his vision of creating one of the top psychiatric hospitals in the nation. Okay. So apparently, this dude had been working at a lot of sanatoriums, um, asylums, whatever you want to call them, uh, and just wasn't really happy with how they were being ran. So he thought, you know what? I'm going to open my own. I'm going to make it better. And I'm going to make this a lot better. And again, his intentions were super well. Uh, he wanted an environment where patients were treated well and... Where, where, where they could also live well too so he like he put a bowling alley in this place like in the basement he put um huge farmland that they and I, I assume that um you know he farmed off that land but also had a uh, like outdoor spaces for patients to chill out wander around and like he really wanted to make it like a home for these people pretty much um so he yeah he, he renovated a bunch to the current buildings added a bunch of new ones um However, St. Albans fell prey to the same fate as Miles' at school. Hmm. Uh, many early 1900s, because at this point it's about 1903, I think, is when St. Albans officially opened its doors. Okay. Um, but as we know from, honestly, I know it a lot from like horror stuff. I, I haven't, and maybe like, well, yeah, ghost hunters and stuff is horror. Yeah. So I was going to say like educational purposes, but. I guess they're kind of horror and yeah. educational, his, historical sides, Pseudoscientific. I guess. Yeah, pseudoscience. <laughs> uh, but as we know from like stuff like that and, and all these shows and, and movies, a lot of psychiatric treatments back then uh, should have just been called psychiatric torture yeah. uh, or just torture in general because that's in actuality what it all was. Um, so St. Albans was notorious for... Uh, electroshock therapy, lobotomies, insulin-induced comas. Oh. Where they pump you with insulin so much yeah. that it pretty much just puts you in a coma. Yeah, you get a seizure and you go into a coma. To just sleep it off, I guess is what they thought. Because when you wake up from that induced coma, they, they think that you're going to be pretty much have just forgotten about why you were yeah. you know, there in the first place. Like, oh, okay. Um, and also hydrotherapy. So hydrotherapy... You're correct in your assumption that it deals with water. Yeah. And that and that's pretty much what it is, just experimentation with the human body in water. So they they would either submerge you in like ice baths for days. Jesus. 
or they would wrap you with like damp cloth, damp towels, and put you in a sauna for three days. And like the 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 towel that they wrap, it would be a hot towel, a hot damp towel that they'd wrap you in, yeah. and they just put you in this sauna for days and days on end, just to see if it would help. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just that's insane to me. Yeah, I don't see how anybody like I get like whenever you don't know like a lot about science, like you're like, oh, we'll try anything, but like I don't see how you go. Well, what if we just wrap them in a damp towel and put them in a steamy room for a couple of days yeah i i don't see now that to me is is just some really messed up individual who's in charge of that stuff yeah who's just wanting to do yeah you know experiments i, yeah. I, I what will happen yeah well, i wonder what will happen if we do this yeah. we uh you know <laughs> we just got to part jordan has been rewatching some game of thrones Still haven't seen a single freaking episode of Rings of Power. We we're supposed to watch it yesterday, never did. I, gotta watch I, I know I gotta I gotta talk her into it, but we just uh, got to a part where his, this dude's name's Maester Kyburn, mm-hmm. and he's like he's supposed to be like a healer or scientific guy, you know. And yeah. he's he's definitely a. Uh, well, what will happen if we take all of their limbs and replace <laughs> it with this fork? <laughs> it might help him. He's he's definitely that kind of guy. Yeah. But he would uh, he would do very well at St. Albans. But yeah, all, all of those different uh, therapies just happen each and every day for for so long at this place. Uh, and it also didn't help that in the year 1945 there were around 6,509 patients. So that's that's okay. a pretty you know. Yeah. Uh, they were being cared for by the number of staff on the grounds. You want to take a guess at how many staff members were taking care of 6,509 patients? I would hope at least 600. 48. Jesus, that's that's pretty small staff. That's about 135 people that each staff member had to care for pretty much. Uh, That number blew my mind. Yeah. 6,509 patients being cared for by less than 50 staff members. And not like like this place is pretty big. Um, I should have looked. I bet I could find it on the internet. I want to see exactly how big this place is. Yeah, I, I've got to imagine. I mean, I don't. I don't think it helps very much at all. But like some of the patients couldn't have been like two. Like you know, like one two, of those two bad off mental illnesses. Yeah. Like, ah, just go to the sanatorium for the rest of your life. Whenever it's like something that's not, well, yeah, like I'm, terrible, you know. Yeah, <laughs> people probably just you know yeah. that was an easy way out is to just drop somebody off that they you know didn't yeah. care too much for. I'm trying to find the dimensions of this place because I'm pretty sure it had to have been more than just the big main building because he. Well, I'll look for it later. Maybe I'll we can update it, but. Still, no matter how big this place actually was, that's that's too big of a ratio between the two to. Yeah, I was hoping for at least one to ten. You would think, yeah, yeah, at least a hundred, right? But less than fifty. Uh, and because of that, and because of the conditions in the sanatorium, um, it led many patients as well as staff members uh, to choose an alternative way to 
mm-hmm. ease their suffering if you catch my drift yeah uh and in fact uh there's a room in the sanatorium that is simply known as the suicide room the because um I guess that's just the room where everyone went. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which is very eerie and very sad to think that you were you you were around so many people at any given point. Yeah. That I don't know. There's something just. I don't want to use the word poetic because it's not poetic, but there is some. There is a. There is something about that that just seems just so. So sad, or yeah. you know, like. So like, and it was like everybody knew that that was the like people just went. People referred to it that who worked there, patients mm-hmm. kind of referred to it at that, and then it just kind of stuck. And they now they can show you the suicide room. You can ask about it, and they'll take you there, and and you can see it. But yeah, there's um, I think it it was a bathroom. This, mm-hmm. It was a suicide bathroom uh, that everyone went to and 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 done that. And so it's just I don't think a, yeah. anything happy or anything nice has ever happened here. No. Uh, the sanatorium ran. Get this all the way up until like ninety two. Oh wow. Yeah, it, it closed its doors in the nineties, uh, and it was practically abandoned around two thousand three. Um, if you look at pictures of it now, like people have sprayed, you know how people get like, yeah, people while it was vacant, people threw parties there. People broke in and, you know, kind of trashed the place as, yeah. as one does as, as they do. But in a, it was then bought uh, after it was officially abandoned. It was then bought by get this, a man named Tim Gregory, a previous patient. Oh, wow. At St. Albans. Right. Uh, and his idea, Uh-oh. it always starts with an idea. His idea was to transform it into a, quote, research and enlightenment center. That's... So, again, this this is the third guy who it sounds like has very good intentions with this place. Um, and, and I assume since this is in 2003, he probably wasn't a patient. I couldn't find much on Tim Gregory. Uh, let me look it up and see, actually. Because uh, I assume he was probably a patient closer to the yeah. 90s or the 80s era, maybe. Yeah. Uh, like after all of the yeah. terrible things. Once people were like, oh, maybe we should treat people like people. <laughs> yeah, I can't find... I found a Tim Gregory. He's a factory general manager at Premier Foods on LinkedIn. Nice. <laughs> Well, regardless, uh, Tim Gregory uh, bought the building and the land and wanted to turn it into this research and enlightenment center. Yeah. Uh, na- nowadays, the doors are still open. Um, it is not a sanatorium. I don't even know if it's really a research or an enlightenment center. It's more so now a museum. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can actually, if you feel so inclined, attend some of these annual events that they put on. Uh, and if you're feeling especially rambunctious, you can go to one of their annual haunted house Halloween extravaganzas, oh. where they set up a haunted house inside the sanatorium. Dang, that would be fun, right? Oh. And uh, and allow you to walk through. And the the big tagline when I was doing when I was looking through this was like, "And you'll never know if it was <laughs> staged or real." Yeah. And I'm like, "Ooh, 
because like imagine that that would be kind of cool to like because yeah. I, I i assume you 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 would probably you could tell what was faked and what's yeah. not but like it, it would just be really it weird to see of, some yeah to see something that you're like hmm yeah i don't know yeah like i it it would be so cool to have like a building like that well i mean the backwoods haunted house just bought the old hospital building in pennington are that, you serious yeah they're not doing a haunted house this year because they are going to set up for next year that's going to be their permanent place now is the old hospital building. i've been saying for years that someone needs to buy that pause real quick i'm gonna tell you a story my papa told me once okay and uh, again if you don't believe this fuck you uh it's my papa i believe it's his dad die okay. he, he used to ride um he, he was a he rode in an ambulance he was like an ems um person i don't know what you actually call that but they were picking someone up and taking them to that hospital Mm-hmm. And they got to that hospital, and to like my papa, he told me this story. I don't know how many times. No facts ever changed. Nothing. Mm-hmm. My papa was an honest man. He wouldn't lie about this. He uh, he said that the the woman that they had in the back of that ambulance, who I she wasn't dead. She she might have been um she might have been out you know on the gurney in the back or something. But he says that she sits up and opens her eyes, and her eyes. Is just a sheet of red like you can't see anything her it's just two red blots in her in her head and he said it really freaked him out you know so they you know trying to restrain her whatever got her to the hospital and he said that he hung around to see what was wrong because it really spooked him yeah and he asked the doctor and apparently this doctor just looked at my papa and told her told him that she was just simply possessed all right that listen again I don't, my papa wouldn't tell, my papa wasn't, he never told us stories to like scare us. Yeah. He never told us like, you know, creepy stories to get us to sleep or before bed or anything like that. He didn't really tell me any scary stories at all, but I, that, that is one that I remember super vividly. Yeah. But that, it was at that hospital that they just bought. When I was young, me and my brother always wanted to, because we used to want to do like paranormal investigations. Yeah. for the longest time we wanted to see who like who do we have to talk to to like just go in here with a camera and a recorder and just like see if we can get anything but yeah it was at that hospital and we should we should form a paranormal investigator team that would be cool i, I think it would be fun I, but he, in all seriousness like i really would like to just go somewhere that's like supposed to be haunted and like legitimately like investigate mm-hmm. and like we would know that we were like not messing around like i mean we were we were there to like because we would think it's fun but like see that, that that's i would have to go into it almost with a comedic mindset yeah for me personally um because that that's just the only way i could freaking do it dude yeah. i if i went in there all serious i would scare myself yeah. i think well exactly like, I'm, I'm a wuss when like, it comes to that stuff like when you're in it i'm a wuss just be like yeah we're here we're not gonna yeah, ghost yeah we're not gonna do anything to like we're not going to stage anything. We're just going to be here and like have a have a time. I, I think know. yeah, it would be cool to um do a uh, a mobile studio. Yeah. To rec- to record episodes in like a, a haunted place, supposedly haunted so place. Cuz then like it would be cool to like re listen to the audio and see if like got some like EVPs. Like, what, that's not either one of us. Yeah. Who is that? <laughs> That's an entirely different tangent. <laughs> yeah, really. 
There's just two other ghosts going on this <laughs> yeah. Breaking Bad tangent or something. It's like, wait a minute. So then he did gets we into talk an about breaking? <laughs> yeah. Did we? He said, "Science, bitch." Who's there? <laughs> I swear, he turned himself into a pickle. I... <laughs> and it, it was the coolest thing ever. It was so funny, dude. He turned around and said, "I'm Pickle Rick." <laughs> You got to think at one point in the future, there are going to be ghosts <laughs> who are like, Pickle Rick. Yeah. I got home and my, I noticed my pickle jar was sitting on the counter and I hadn't gotten my pickle jar out, but what was even weirder was that it was open and I know I didn't eat a pickle. And then I looked and it was there. Bro, I went to that ancient <laughs> building. They used to call McDonald's and I just like, I heard something hit the floor and say, I'm Pickle Rick. <laughs> I feel. I mean, if I was a ghost, I I feel like I'd be a funny ghost. I'd try to like mess around with people like that. I just got really freaked out because the there's there's a, a window in this door right here, and the everything's kind of warped. And it I is kind of the black of this <laughs> oh, shell no. standing around the corner there, and I was I was like, jeez, that's a person. I uh, it's, it's I feel bad for you sometimes like having the eyesight to the door. I'm glad yeah. my back's turned to it because I don't know if I can take my eyes off of it, no. especially with some of this stuff that we talk about. No. I, I check often. <laughs> I would too. Not gonna yeah. lie, I try to like I stay focused on the yeah. camera, or stay focused in front of me because I I don't want to turn around. I yeah, too many bumps and noises I hear, and I'm already freaking out. But yeah, they uh, he he does this haunted house. Uh, to get back on track a little bit. He does this haunted house, and uh, I think they do a few. They do. Um, I think they offer self guided tours okay. and guided tours, um, ghost tours through the the sanatorium, which I think would be really really cool to do. Um, in all honesty, uh, and that's pretty much the history as it stands up until this point with mm-hmm. the sanatorium. Um, Still being used as a haunted house, uh, real and fake. <laughs> but there's also been a lot of um, paranormal findings, as one would imagine, at this place. Uh, I'm pretty sure St. Albans has been utilized in almost every big paranormal investigation show. I know, um, I'd never, I want to say Taps has investigated there before the Ghost Hunters crew. Oh. The, uh, the Atlantic Paranormal Society. Oh. And I want to say that Ghost Adventures has also either talked about it or stopped through. Or I'm sure they have, and I'm sure Zach has gone to the suicide bathroom. and Yeah, been like, <laughs> I'm just angry. Yeah, I feel uh, so angry here for some reason. I feel so sad. I would like to jump out of this window, something like that. Just com- he, he, Oh, he definitely would. Just They would they would leave the room, and he. I had to stop myself. They're like, what do you mean, Zach? I had to stop myself from leaping through the window I'd, I've never had that thought before aside from the 15 other episodes yeah, yeah they're <laughs> like standing uh, somewhere sounds like you forgot all about season 3 <laughs> uh, the show that I I definitely remember the name but I don't remember what the show looks like or deals with uh, Destination Fear on the Travel is Channel that, is that a Josh Gates show? is it? Uh, oh I know like he's got Destination Truth and I, I could see Josh else. Gates being. I, I didn't know he had a destination fear though. Let me look that up because I love Josh Gates. Oh, he's. I don't he care. He's great. What is how much pseudoscience that man peddles? Yeah. <laughs> destination Truth was a great show. What am I looking up? Destination Fear. Yeah. Destination Fear. Gosh, I really. Uh, 
it's a documentary filmmaker Dakota Layden, his sister Chelsea, and his best friend Tanner Wiseman travel across the country in an RV to spend nights in haunted locations. Oh, I think I... I, This sounds very familiar. I think I've seen like it on... Oh, it's relatively new. Yeah, I've seen it on... Is it on Discovery? Uh, Travel Channels. I think they Do you have Discovery be. Plus? Yeah. You, it's probably long Yeah, I, I think I've seen that, and I was like, oh, I might give it a try. Yeah. There really is such a lack of cryptid and, like, like those shows like Destination Truth, I know. Like, yeah, and that stuff is just fun. Like, because I tried to go back and watch, but I, I was, I'm literally like, I've seen every episode of Destination Truth, and I can't watch it again because, like, I know what happens. <laughs> they didn't find the monster. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. The, um... <laughs> The Sharktopus doesn't exist. What? <laughs> oh, a, a, a few weeks ago, I, I, probably a few months ago, I was watching another Josh Gates show where they went to, um, because <laughs> he he's kind of he's got a new show out, yeah. doesn't he? He's like, has he got his hands he, in all the pots? He kind of shows up and then like, like hey, Josh two, Gates, two other like he's got like crew members and like he's like the head. It's what Ghost Adventures are doing now too, like. Zach is apparently afraid to like fly anywhere, so he just sits in his house. Will zoom in and and is like, "Hey guys, um, you guys should like do this and this and this," and then we'll just be what? sitting there on a Zoom call while the while the the rest of the team he doesn't invest. <laughs> and then it'll be like, "I swear to God, guys, my 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 power just flickered, and I'm angry right now." That's no fun. No. That sucks. He's the best part of the show. Yeah. What? Well, he's afraid to fly. <laughs> yeah. He's he, he was apparently a big germaphobe before COVID, and now he's like, how did I freaking forget about COVID? I was like, why would you be afraid to fly, man? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but no. If yeah, I guess yeah. that that sucks. I didn't. I didn't know that. Uh, that he didn't go out on investigations anymore. He might like because at least even before COVID, like when things were like when in like the later season of mm-hmm. ghost adventures they would only go to places that were like driving distance from his house because he oh, didn't wow. want to fly and then now it's pretty much he just stays <laughs> yeah but that's he's the leader you can't lead from a zoom call yeah how can he but get angry and punch things <laughs> but josh gates has this show that's like i mean it's like destination truth but just a different name i can't remember what the name is but they were like going to I, I laugh because the first thing they did there was there was a show about it was a an episode about Appalachia and of course oh Discovery was like you know we should get the, the the moonshiner people we should get they should go and visit them and yeah and they they t- talked with Mark and Digger from Moonshine from the show yeah. oh no <laughs> <laughs> and they were like yeah, You've seen I mean, the Wampus Beast. <laughs> pretty much like, ah, you know, you don't want to go up there. Right? So there's, there's people that ain't people up there, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, my god! It was about feral people, but I was like, man, I can't take this seriously. there's people that, that ain't um, people. <laughs> there's apparently a place in Kiyoki called oh. Critical Fort that's home to a bunch of feral people. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I was... I, I was like, I've got family in Kiyoki. It's probably them. <laughs> that's one of those things. I could see it in Kiyoki, honestly. But that's also Same. one of those places where I would be like, nope, I'm not. You're not letting me investigate down there. That That's the scary part about stuff like that is like, 
I'm sure they had to have someone on on set and on the crew that had some sort of yeah weapon. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I hate to be that way, but I'm sure they had to have because that's kind of scary. Because I would be more so if not. I would be afraid of running into feral people, but I'd be more afraid of running into real moonshiners, like or <laughs> just people who are like, get the hell off my land. Yeah. I or get shot and then get buried on their land, you know. I, I, I do hate that the only the only show about Appalachia on any of like like Discovery History is Moonshiners, I think. I can't think of any like or like Mountain Monsters. Yeah. <laughs> but Moonshiners and Mountain Monsters don't even they're they're shows that make Appalachians yeah, look like they, jesters. It's they, it's for solely entertainment like five teeth, hoo 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 overalls. They both play into just the caricature, and, and it sucks. Yeah, it sucks because we're only allowed to make we're allowed yeah, to make those. Yeah, shows, but not some Hollywood big wig. Not not tickle. He's yeah, <laughs> I wonder how long that took in the writing room. We gotta come up with names for these guys. I really, I would love to learn how Moonshiners got made. Like, I, I just want to know, like, because those guys aren't aren't real. Like, they're not. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. The I, the only the only real depiction that I feel like probably wasn't as much of a character on screen was the Turtle Man. You remember the Turtle Man? Yeah. And that's just because I knew people who met him because he was from Kentucky. So like, yeah. you would go to a restaurant and see the Turtle Man. Yeah. And uh, if you don't know the Turtle Man, he's not a turtle and a man. Uh, well, he is a man. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, not a turtle not, man neither turtle nor man <laughs> uh i mean he was just you know he's a hillbilly dude from kentucky who yeah. helps people out with their critter problems and uh his his catchphrase was live action yeah <laughs> and uh i remember me and my buddy daniel hall we used to make little videos back in the day and like little parody videos and we wanted to do something akin to turtle man just some two hillbillies fishing out on the river or something uh oh no it was called varmint patrol and and daniel was like well turtle man has live action we need we need something like that Uh and i it's not gonna be funny just because i'm hyping it up but it still cracks me up to this day because all i picture in in the show turtle man be like all right got a buddy of mine down the street he's got a big old snapping turtle under his trailer and i'm gonna crawl up in there snatch him We'll take them and put them in the put them in the creek. Live action, you know that that's that's yeah. kind of like his shtick. Kind of Steve Irwin, not not necessarily Kentucky Steve Irwin. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Daniel, he's like, we got a call about uh somebody uh has got some varmints up there that they need taken care of. So uh, we're gonna go up there and take care of it for them. Three D. <laughs> As I've gotten older, that has cracked me up every each year that I've gotten older. I'm like, because in we were kind of young, so it's like in our minds, like, what's the opposite of live action? 3D, 3D. So it's just oh, like, goodness. we're gonna go take care of these varmints, man. 3D. Oh my gosh. I guess I don't know. I struggle with. Well, I guess Popcorn Sutton. He's not probably the only person that they've ever depicted on moonshiners that's because he was a, a part of the original documentary i think yeah popcorn sutton forget about him he's probably more legit yeah. and then the other guy like the really old guy i can't even remember his name really old scrawny guy yeah like because they work together so either. i think that he's probably but tim tickle 
caricatures. Uh, Josh and um, the, the other guy, they are the furthest away from redneck that I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm sorry, but I don't know if I've watched. I don't know if I can picture that. Um, the overalls. He's like, oh, dude. oh, yeah. He only he only wears Mustache? the overalls. Yeah. I. You know what I'm doing? I'm getting a lot of these people confused with people from Swamp People. Did you ever oh. watch Swamp People? Yes, I did. Now, I. I'm not from Louisiana. I'm not from like that down south. I'd bet fifty bucks that none of those people are characters because they all seem super real. Well, that dude looks like a goof. <laughs> I don't. I feel like I wouldn't like him. <laughs> and then he's got like lamb chop sideburns and like I'm a, trying to find a puka necklace with like an arrowhead yeah, on. Yeah, it. yeah. And these were the two that were always t- together. They look like they should be like a uh, a garage blues band. <laughs> like you know, one of them plays drums and the other one plays guitar kind of bad and sings kind of bad i really hope to god that we never like (laughs) this blows up and then we have to well here's the thing i feel like we can i i don't know these guys i I would hope they didn't take where they wouldn't take it personal no i yeah they've made more money than i have i'm sure (laughs) i mean you know and then the worst tv mark and digger are just the worst I i don't know if you know you've seen them Maybe, I mean, maybe they they just like oh real quick the destination fear posters look like some sort of like 2012 twilight vampire diaries <laughs> like now i have to watch kind anything of a, like that I know it's, it's uh <laughs> the main dude here has got his hair slicked back he's in like a leather jacket and he's hitting you with like the like the blue still look and it just looks like vampire diaries like written all over it mark and digger yeah Spelled probably how it sounds. Yeah, I mean, I'm, they 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 really did go out to Walmart and buy them a pair of overalls for this. I'm I'm really convinced that they just found like people who are from the area, and they were like, "All right, now be as dumb as you possibly can." Jim Tom, Jim Tom, yeah, that's that's he, the, he looks real. Yeah, that's the guy that like n- knows new popcorn. Perfect, perfect. Those two, I feel like the only two that are, that were like actual moonshiners. The, the rest, I'm like, <laughs> all I see is the article title called "Fans Are Convinced Moonshiners Mark and Digger Are a Couple." <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I hope they are. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> that, analyzed, that's a whole rabbit hole that I've just opened up. I we've don't. analyzed 400 <laughs> hours of moonshiners, and I know for a fact I know those guys love each other. Yeah, <laughs> goodness. I uh, I'd like to go back and watch some of those shows just for fun and fancy free. <laughs> moonshiners is pretty fun to watch. I'll say that. I'd much. say it it's is fun I've, to watch. I, that was one that I I didn't really get too big into it, but sadly, I did. Uh, and it was only when I was at my mamas for if I was spending the night because always came on late and it was always like a huge marathon. But there for a while, I I did enjoy as a guilty pleasure Duck Dynasty. You know what? Yeah, I did too. Here's the thing: they might be a little bit backwards in some of their thoughts, but 
they were entertaining as heck to watch on that show back yeah. in the day. Uh, they've got a new show out now that, from what I understand, is kind of like sticking it to the the, oh, the networks yeah. that are like, oh, you're too... Uh, the funny thing is they were f- perfectly fine as far as like i mean you could tell probably like what they believed but well, they didn't yeah, they, say they, anything about it until like things got all weird and then they had to make a stand and then it was like oh, yeah shut up. I, I don't know i saw a facebook paste paste might as well facebook post that was like sadie robertson like it was like i was on a flight and I was reading my Bible, and a man turned around and said, "I've never seen somebody read on a on a full flight before." And I was like, "Well, it's my it's my favorite book." Yeah, I think that's exactly what she said. What is it? It's a, it's a wonderful story. I, you have two thousand years. Yeah, yeah, you got two thousand years to tell. I mean, it is what it is. I yeah. They may be a little bit too pushy with some things, but I, I can, I'm mature enough to admit yeah, that I thought the watch. show was fun. Yeah, fun to watch. I mean, that's people give me shit all the time when I tell them because my my favorite guilty pleasure show is is that is that the is it guilty pleasure? Yeah. One of my buddies called it something that it, it, what what did he call it? It wasn't guilty pleasure. It was something along the lines of that, but it made it sound like. He really, really liked you know this yeah. show or whatever, and I was like, I don't think that's right. And ever since I say, ever since then, when I say guilty pleasure, I'm like, am I the idiot? Am I oh, saying gu- it wrong? Guilty pleasure is the right. It's like okay, something perfect. that you like. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, is like. I wish I could remember what he said. I might. I think it was Ben. And Ben, I'm not calling you an idiot. Uh, I know I just said, am I the idiot here? But I just thought it was funny. We all laughed about it. But um, Jersey Shore. Really, bro. I could say I can watch every season of Jersey Shore one right after the other multiple times that is one of the most entertain just for pure entertainment value and like the can this really be happening moments of what i think is probably one of the better put together reality shows um yeah reality show meaning i would say 90 percent of that show was not reality uh 10 percent might have been and that those could be conflated a little bit but yeah uh, some about Jersey Shore, just those those Guidos and Guidettes just crack me up. The the stuff that they do and say, yeah. and the, again, that was from like either being sick at Mamaw's, having nothing else to watch on TV, or just being up early or late at night, and that's the only thing on. Yeah. Just like, because uh, I used to hate Jersey Shore. <laughs> then I watched Gross a few episodes, and I was like, this ain't half bad, you I'm know. For it. yeah, I'm, I'm being entertained. I'm into it. I'm into it. <laughs> but yeah. uh so yeah, the, all all these ghost places have have looked around at this place and have have claimed to find. Um, oh, excuse me, have, have reported seeing full body apparitions, uh, shadow figures, levitating objects, um, disembodied voices, physical contact. You know, pretty much the gamut. Um, mostly, apparent there are two places in the in the sanatorium that are like hotbeds for. For paranormal activity and uh i'm pretty sure st albans is is pretty well regarded as being one of the most paranormally active places on the okay. east coast wow yeah i saw that in a bunch of different especially for like virginia tourism like visit yeah. the most haunted place on the east coast um but the, the two rooms are the shower room the, the suicide yeah. bathroom and uh 
the bowling alley. Okay. Yeah, so if we remember back a few minutes back, uh, King wanted to make this place a very fun, livable, entertainment pl- enter- entertaining place for these people, so he did add in a bowling alley. Right. And um, you can go on YouTube and watch videos of people going through this bowling alley. Uh, people have caught voices um, whispering people's names mm-hmm. and um, all sorts of stuff like that. Um in, in, in the bowling alley specifically uh, and there are two ghosts that said to be haunting that bowling alley one of them's name is Allie and the other one is Gina Renee Hall okay. now I'm not sure how to how to transition this because uh, I know we're coming up to the end of this episode but here here's 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 a little earworm for, mm-hmm. for everybody uh, Gina Renee Hall was from Radford and uh, she went missing in 1980 Oh, and her body was never found, and a lot of these paranormal investigators uh, have believed that they have come into contact with Gina in this bowling alley at this sanatorium because it's it was widely believed that, or widely rumored maybe that she was buried, hidden and buried on or near the sanatorium grounds okay. and and so on and so forth and. Uh, they never found a body. Uh, mm-hmm. Stephen Epperly um, had something to do with her disappearance, and it was Virginia's very first murder case to have a conviction without a body. Uh, very, very tragic story. Apparently, her ghost haunts the wow. bowling alley there. But I looked into Gina Renee Hall's case. And I think I've found enough stuff to warrant a part two to this episode. Okay. That um, will will not really be about St. Albans per se, but it deals with St. Albans and it deals with one of the supposed ghosts that haunt there. Uh, and it's a it's very it's a very fishy yeah like very very cool story. We've not done a true crime. Yeah, I was about to say we're diving into the yeah the true crime, connecting it with the the paranormal and i'll say that um the the, there has recently been things happen in this case that we can talk about that uh it probably be one of the more recent things that we've been able to talk about so uh if you do like true crime and you want to hear more about uh the the relationship between saint albans and this uh, cold case murder case tune into the next episode and, and you'll like that yeah. um, but I, I won't say much more in case you do decide to listen uh, but all you need to know is that Gina Hall went missing in 1980 around Radford's campus and that's about the last time that she was seen and uh, we'll, we'll get into that we'll get into the, the nitty gritty of it in the next episode but yeah I, I wanted to mention that before we ended things here uh, I mean, I feel like it's a pretty straightforward one. I I, yeah. I would like to ask you, maybe what your theory is on why maybe yeah. why places like this become the way that they are. Because I mean, it, it uh, I, I hate I hate to give you all another episode yeah. about the, the land's just cursed. Because I mean, I, that's what I think. But at the same time, there has been too many. Too many things happen on this land with the promise of yeah. something good, good to come from it, yeah. and it just 
gets absolutely washed away. Well, I've got a few notes here. Um, something that's just insane to think about is like, so you said like the original like stuff for the Native Americans that was in like the seventeen like late teens, seventeen fifty five was the so um, Draper Meadows massacre. Think about it like like this. That's like at most like four humans away, like separate, like four human oh. lifetimes separated. Yeah, like that's crazy to think yeah. about. Like four people separate us from that time Jeez. period. Right? Don't do this to me. <laughs> I've never thought about it that way, but yeah. Like, it's just insane to me that, like, we're that, we, we don't think that we are, but we're that close to. Feels like so, so long ago, but when you yeah. think about it in that term, it's like, well, and, and four, and if, yeah, four people is not. And if somebody was like a hundred years old, there's only three people. Yeah. Away. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Um, I do think, like, I mean, uh, falling into the the curse thing. I mean, it's weird how like there's just torture, like consistently. I mean, like years and years and years before the yeah. thought of putting a psychiatric hospital yeah. there was even you know a thing. Yeah, and then I I, I did have uh, Mary Ingalls written, but um, I, yeah, fair, fair. It feels bad to make a joke. After I, I wrote that before I heard about the, the, I feel, the poor baby. I, I feel I shouldn't have said I shouldn't have said it. I should have just said it off mic. Yeah, that's all right. We, uh, I was gonna be like, "Where's Charles?" But I had the same thought. I was like, "Yeah, it can be funny. It can be funny. <laughs> it can be." Um, I don't. Th maybe this is on me. How close are? I don't think, never mind, not very at all because it's in the name, but I was like Catholic Church and the Lutherans, but I was like, never mind. Um. <laughs> I feel like there was a, pre a pretty big yeah, I think division a, there at some point. I think um, for some reason, I just think they might not agree on everything. Yeah, but yeah, that makes sense. Maybe 95 things or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> um. But yeah, that was just while I was trying to listen. So I was probably like not firing on all cylinders there. Uh, but I was going to talk like, um, you know, we talk about the podcast that we listen to. If you listen to mm -hmm. Time Suck by Dan Cummins, he recently did like a deep dive into the Catholic Church and like all the sex scandals. Gosh. Um, it's absolutely abhorrent. I was like, about to say, I was going to say, I bet that's a great episode, but like not great. Yeah. Like... It changed my view completely because I did not know how deep everything went and just how like terrible I, maybe, it I'd all like is. to listen to this because I, I I'm afraid that I probably only know surface level because I, I thought it was just like oh you know bad priests you know oh like uh, and it's like a stereotype no like things go like the cover up goes all the way up to the Pope like oh, it's insane gosh. and it happened for hundreds and hundreds of years not just you know the previous 50 that everything got like started off about like hundreds and hundreds of years it's been a problem but uh go go listen to that if you you know want to educate yourself because it's something that's good to know i'll say that much yeah it's one of those unfortunate things it's uh, it's unfortunately good to know about it i guess because i was gonna say like i wonder how much but given they were lutherans i don't know yeah because yeah. the the um the thing like one of the main causes that kind of dan kind of comes to like is that catholic priests are supposed to be celibate 
like complete celibacy, like mm. across the church, and that causes like unhealthy um, views of sex and all that. You're just not sexually mature. So I was wondering, in this all boys school, like there That's, has to be like with a religious kind I, of. I'm sure. I'm sure it, it was happening. You know, yeah. like it. I'd say it had to be. Yeah. And then more torture at the school. John King. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. It, it it almost makes you want to like go back further. Yeah. Like and what, like. What was going on in the 1400s there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because something was. If not, I mean, I don't know. To, to me, it's just. I feel like this is a very good example of I would I would call it proof that like the 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 same type of situation type of energy I don't know what you or how would you even go about describing it but like if that is constantly happening yeah it's just not going to there's not going to be it it's it's hard to come back from that yeah. I mean three people tried to bring it out of its slump and it didn't work for either one of them well yeah I mean that's kind of like the perfect the first thing I said like the perfect way to look at it like three people connected back to back to back we're not so far separated mm -hmm. from the original yeah you know terrible things that were happening yeah especially if if this Tim guy that owns it now was a, a patient that's even like yeah because he he's had a hand in it as a and a patient and an owner I mean I, I guess we're, we're waiting to see if something bad happens with Tim's yeah, episode, yeah. I, I, I assume uh, I, I I saw no articles relating to any like incidents during any of the haunted houses or any of the tours or any other than just like people experiencing paranormal activity in some type of way. So maybe the the energy is turning or using that energy to do something. Else. I was about to say it. They they might just be straight up utilizing the yeah. energy because like. If, if you go on one of these if you go on a guided tour you're probably going to be a little bit creeped out yeah if you go on a self-guided tour you're probably going to be very, creeped, very out. creeped out if you go through the actual haunted house you're probably just going to be ultra freaked out so yeah. like if if you're also not throwing off some sort of like positive vibe i hate i hate using the word vibes and energy because i feel <laughs> like people think i sound like a hippie but like if, if you're not like throwing out some of this positive energy, like you're probably feeding off the energy of the place and then yeah, in I, turn feeding the the feeding your energy back. Well, it's kind of like I, I try to do this thing where like I try to make like negative emotions like useful to me. Mm -hmm. Like um, I think of like the water boy. Like mm -hmm. you just take like that anger and yeah. you're like, okay, I'm going to use this to get this done. And like I think you way to go can, about it take like those bad energies that we talk about and like okay well we're going to use this to do this it can spin it into something into useful good rather than just being bad and having terrible things happen yeah, if, if you utilize the bad energy for something good i guess in turn it's good energy so yeah i like that i like that thought process i'm gonna have to start using that try to try to make myself think of it because i i do get mad at work yeah about a lot of things but yeah um st albans i feel like this episode has been a long one 
I've, yeah, I, I, I said that too the other day when we recorded the, which we've not been able to release it because uh, yeah. of copyright. But I thought we went for like two hours and we hit right at <laughs> our normal like hour ten. Yeah. I, I can't tell what that says over there, but I, I almost think that this has been an hour and a half. I, well, if it has been a bit longer of an episode, I apologize. But at the same no, time, no. I hope you've enjoyed. Uh, yeah, I, this has been fun, and uh, if if you like the little tidbits um, and the little lead in, and you and you're curious to hear about the Gina Hall case, tune into one of our next yeah. episodes. I'm going to do. Um, I've got like baseline research done. I want to get a little bit more because I just stumbled across um, Gina's sister oh. has a YouTube channel where she's like. She's writing a book about it because apparently people have conflated info and like she's trying to tell yeah, the real story. Trying to get things straight. And like it's her sister. So like yeah. I'm going to want to probably watch a couple of those videos. Um, I don't think they were very long. Uh, she's she posted a video once of just literally reading f- fake info and giving the real side, you know. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to, to looking into more of that. And a uh, very, very, very interesting case. Mm-hmm. Uh first conviction in virginia without a body very very weird but yeah uh i mean my theory is pretty much the same i I just i just think uh too too much negative stuff has happened uh in this area and even though people are trying to turn it into something good it's unfortunate it didn't work out for them hopefully it it keeps continue working for the people who own it now yeah and maybe one of these days, because Radford's what two and a half, three hours away. Yeah, it's not very far away at all. Maybe one of these days we can go up and and check it out, do a tour. I'd be down. Maybe check out the haunted house one Halloween or something. <laughs> I don't know. That would be fun. I would be very scared. Yeah, I would be like terrified. <laughs> I would. But it would be fun. I would. It like, would be. It would be fun. I would. Um, I'm like. I don't know if, how you are. I'm fine up until I get to the front, and then like things start to break down for me i'll say that i don't know if i've ever been to like a good haunted house because like I, I i can do pretty good at making like i'll i'll jump because I, yeah. I mean I, I know it's going to happen but i i'd usually try to do good at like making light of everything because i was waiting in line at a haunted house once and this dude was coming around you know being creepy to everybody yeah another actor was walking away and the the dude saw him instantly stopped being creepy and he was like Hey Travis, and like started running <laughs> after him. So I'm like, yeah, that, that, that's what we try to avoid. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, well, I know not to be afraid of Travis, you yeah, know. And, Travis is just Travis. And this little country bumpkin here can't scare me anymore. <laughs> you know, hey Travis, wait up! I get like, if the haunted house is good, like I'll start like bargaining people. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just like hey, you know, you want you want him? He's this guy. He he said he's not scared of anything. Yeah, he's terrified. I'm I'm all you got me. I you, you got me where you want me. But this guy, this guy right here, he's. Uh, I I will say the the one time I felt very very bad. You know they tell you like you know don't touch any of the actors or anything yeah. like that. But this one, I I went through this one room and this girl came up behind me and like scared the crap out of me. I didn't I didn't hit her or anything, but like <laughs> I turned around and I think like a, a hand went on a shoulder or something cuz I was just whoa or something like she scared the crap out of me and just like in a w- real creepy voice she's like don't touch me and I was like oh my god I, I'm so sorry. I, I think I like <laughs> my reaction yeah. was way more she you know she was still creepy. Yeah. I I just hand on shoulder like whoa step back, but I 
I, I yeah. remember trying to profusely apologize as I'm getting let out of that room. I'm like, I, 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 if I am so sorry, like you just, you scared me. You yeah. know, like, and I, I just imagine they're like, this freaking idiot, get him yeah. out of here. But no, that's, I, I, I like haunted houses. We should, we should go to one or two this, this year, I think. We'll have to find if, if we have the time, like, yeah. I think some do on Sundays and we don't. The, Y'all don't do them on Sundays? Yeah. They, well, we do on like Halloween weekend. Yeah. That's the only time. So I think. I keep forgetting that you're. That's I, the I, so only oh, we need to go to one. You'll be part, working at one. Yeah. That's the only thing about being a part of one yeah. is like if you work every single weekend, you don't get to go to others. And I really, I I really want to have a year where I'm just like each weekend in October, just go to a just different Just go to a different one. That'd yeah. be cool. I will say, um, if you're thinking about going to Frightmare Manor, don't. It's not good. <laughs> I've never been. I don't. I've like heard it. stories, but I, all the stories I hear conflate. Some people like it more times than not. I hear people say it's just, man. They have such a cool website, such like a cool location. It's a plantation of a serial killer, My God. like, and they, they have like the challenges where you're like, oh, this is this is a crazy place. No. It's like they I, have a challenge where, like, if you make it through or something, you get your money back on some of these. Yeah, like, like you can, you have to do like three different challenges and get your money back. Like you have to eat something, drink something, and then you have to. So in this, the the serial killer jumped out of the top of his house and killed himself. You have to jump off of a tower into a and bag. Kill yourself. Oh, uh. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, we'll we'll give you your money back. Trust me. Uh, jump off this. <laughs> but uh, the the tower seemed pretty cool. It was like a another I, twenty dollars, so I had to spend I, the I money. I forget but... that they have like a thrill seeking aspect to it too, where you like because they've got yeah. I'm sure it's like the big blow up that yeah. you jump on or whatever. But yeah, like I heard you you have to eat like I heard you have to eat like a cockroach or something. Yeah, it's like. Like a cockroach and a raw raw egg is whatever. Because I was like looking it up. I was like, what, what do you have to do? Raw egg. How much, I could is, it, how much is a ticket for just the normal? I think it's like twenty five dollars. I don't know if that's worth it for twenty five. I, I could I could do the I could probably do the jumping. I could probably get down a raw egg, but I don't know if I'd want to eat a cockroach nope, for twenty I bucks. I couldn't eat a cockroach. If my ticket was like fifty or seventy bucks, I do think I'd, they blindfold you for the jump though, which is terrifying. Hmm. Maybe I, just one third. <laughs> I, I didn't think about that. That would be pretty scary. I, I I don't think that they could though, because there's so much that could go wrong if you can't see where you're jumping. Unless it's like, yeah, because it is like one of those bags, like like the stunt bags, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you would you jump and then you go into like the sitting position while you, like that's how you're supposed to do it. I think like you're not gonna it's die if you just. Maybe I don't know, but like even then, I was like, if you fall wrong, you could really hurt yourself. That's what I'm saying. Like, if that's the case, they push me and I keep going, all in on my head. Yeah. And even on one of those little bags, I'm not about to snap my neck. Yeah. If they if they let me like get up there and like cannonball off the house or something. Yeah, if it was like guaranteed that I'm because like most things with like haunted house, like as long as I'm like guaranteed to like not die or like get hurt. I'll do it. Like, I mean, there's like, because I'm going to be scared and like not want to, but like, as long as I don't die. I, I don't understand why those people get into those gimmicky haunted houses where they can like tie you up and like, yeah, that shit. See, mess you up. I want somewhere in between that and like the. If you could find a very good in between, I don't know how you would do it. I, well, it's 
scare factor. Did I've told you about scare factor? So, uh, Fruit and Fairground Town House is lucky enough. This year, we're having a group called Scare Factor. They are an international group, pretty much. They they review haunted houses all around the United States and Canada, and um, they're coming to visit and review Forbidden Fairgrounds. Very nice. That's awesome. But yeah, so I think we should check out some haunted houses on there because they like really do like rate like it's you know like really scary. Trusted. Yeah, but they don't include like anything like McCamey Manor, like all like that extreme garbage thing about the same one I was yeah yeah uh, yeah more power to you i guess not my hey if you want to get slapped in the face for a can of dog food i'm not gonna yeah that's i'm not gonna tell you no. i can't imagine the people that work there that's just i mean if you're nice and you work there what are you doing there uh first of all and secondly if you work there you're probably not nice it's probably just using that job to like i know right like I, I want to hit people and torture people but at least you didn't become a police officer <laughs> fair fair anyway <laughs> okay <laughs> i uh i hope you enjoyed our little walk through history at st alvin sanatorium yeah and uh look forward to to next episode yeah. learn about a, a true our first true crime episode true crime. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening like subscribe do all that stuff do all that good fun stuff keep being you